Do you hear all that rushing water in the background? That's Beaver Creek. And it runs into Klamath River, which is about where we are. We are way in the woods. <laughs> and I am undercover. This is, I'm undercovers, actually. I mean, obviously, everything I do is consensual. They know I'm Sexploration with Monica, but I am on a three-day sensuality retreat with the Welcomed Consensus. And if you don't know who the Welcomed Consensus is, then I would love to invite you to push pause on this episode and go listen to the episode called You Can Have a Three-Hour Orgasm? Exclamation point question mark. Because that's where Sherry Testerman tells you how you can have a three-hour orgasm and all the joys of losing track of a goal with sexuality. Not defining orgasm as the moment of climax, but experiencing it as a journey. And they do this deliberate orgasm, almost like a meditation technique. And this is their three-day sensuality course. The common sensuality course is tomorrow. It starts kind of early for me. I mean, luckily they have invented their own little time zone here, so it's not, it doesn't seem that early because it's only 10 o'clock, but really it's 9 o'clock where I come from in San Francisco because seriously, they put themselves on their very own time zone. Isn't that the cutest thing ever? Time is totally relative. They're like, yeah, it's an hour later here. So tomorrow morning, bright and early, I'm going to explore some sexu sensuality, not sexuality. I mean, because it's so connected, right? But if you lose touch with the sensuality, then you are probably missing a lot of delicious and wonderful and sensational and exciting stuff in your sexuality, right? Like you don't want to just skip everything and go straight to the whatever enchilada there is for you, right? It's nice to go picking some berries along the way. So welcome to the ranch. This is the welcomed consensus ranch near Oregon. I've come a pretty long way to get here. Six hours in the Prius from San Francisco, but there's a lot to explore and discover. I can feel it already. And thanks for listening to Sexploration with Monica. This is sex. Everyone gets what they want. This is Sexploration. Explore. Play. This is Sexploration with Monica. Sex is proof that God loves us and wants us to have fun. Sexploration with Monica at sexplorationwithmonica.com. So we're back at the ranch, Beaver Creek Ranch, up in the very northernmost part of California. And I'm sitting here with Yvonne Ray, who is one of the sensual researchers at the Welcomed Consensus. And she has some really interesting things to say about menopause that my mother never told me. And it seems like you've been able to take the idea of a pleasure-oriented life and apply that to menopause, which most people don't think menopause is that much of a hoot. That's right. Yeah, I didn't know very much about menopause before I started feeling the signs of menopause. Mm. And so being really uninformed, I had a lot of fear. Mm. I thought, boy, this is it. I'm getting old. I'm mm. going to lose my sex drive. I'm going to lose, you know, my femininity. Mm. Uh, because you lose all your female sex hormones or something. Well, some of them, yeah. Yeah, mm. well, I didn't know, but that's right. what I thought. Exactly, that's the fear. Yeah, so... Just like every other woman out there, when I went in and started experiencing the signs, that's what descended upon me, all those types of fears that you hear. Mm -hmm. What I did, though, with the information from the Common Sensuality course that uh, the Welcome Consensus teaches and that we research here, I started applying those things, those pleasure-oriented viewpoints, to what I was feeling in my body when I had the signs of menopause, such as hot flashes, such as my heart palpitating, mm -hmm. such as these mood swings or hormone rushes, all these different things. Quite surprising once I started to look at it as a researcher. So rather than interpret it as something uncomfortable or kind of an emergency or something unpleasant, you were just interpreting it as sensation? 
Well, that's how it started. I, I started, well, first I had to admit, number one, that I was experiencing signs of menopause. That was really the first hurdle was mm -hmm. talking about it. Because at first I was like, oh my God, I, I'm having this kind of rush in my body, but mm. I would not call it a hot flash. Forget right. it, because I just didn't want to say I was getting older. And if you right. have, have a hot flash, you know you're getting older. Right. Right? Yeah. So first of all, I was started to call it what it was. Mm -hmm. you know? And we have such ageism in our society that we don't think that's good. That's right. right. And, and I was in, I hadn't reached 50 yet at the time when I first started experiencing it. So I, I was really even afraid to call a hot flash a hot flash. So mm -hmm. that's really where it started was, okay, with my friends, I am going to start calling a hot flash a hot flash. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I could start saying, oh, well, what is a hot flash? What's happening in my body? And it was really fun because what um menopause and hot flashes were fun yeah <laughs> really <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's and cool it, it is because with deliberate orgasm that's uh, one of the main things that the welcome consensus teaches you as a woman experience a lot of different sensations in your body while you're having an orgasm and the orgasm can last a long time a short time it looks different it feels different each and every time and so i took enjoying that kind of sensation in my body and I thought well this hot flash you know these these heat rushes in my face and my neck and the intensity that I'm feeling if I was laying down <laughs> and I was having a deliberate orgasm and with someone's I, finger on your clitoris that's right and <laughs> I was experiencing these particular kinds feelings. of sensations and right. feelings I would say wow I just had a great orgasm. It's kind of like a rush. Right. Interesting. But, yeah. But what I noticed in walking around, if I had a hot flash, I would get a little whiny, like, oh, I'm having a hot flash. Poor me. Poor no. me. Right. And I yeah. thought, what, what, what is that? You know, mm -hmm. that's not, that is not. It's not an etched, empowered. Well, it's not etched in stone. Oh, you know, who, who can decide? Said? That's right. Right. And so once I started breaking it down, like what sensations am I feeling? And now, Am I going to call these sensations pleasurable? Right. Or am I going to complain about them? Mm. Because the same exact kinds of feelings, as I said, if I was having those same exact kind of feelings during a deliberate orgasm, I'd call them great. Right. So I decided to call them great, call them good, mm -hmm. call them what they were, sensational sensations in my mm -hmm. body, you know, rushes, heat, all those kinds of things call it good. Mm. And it changed my experience of menopause. Hmm. So let's back up a little bit. I think maybe they don't remember the episode with Sherry Testerman. You can have a three-hour orgasm where we describe what deliberate orgasm is. But it's almost like, would you say it's kind of like a meditation technique where you're focusing on the sensations of the clitoris as kind of a way to feel your sensations and, and just feel and be in the moment? That's a good description because, yes, you are putting your attention, both people, whoever is stroking the clitoris and whoever has the clitoris being stroked. Mm. So if that was me, I would be putting my attention on my clitoris mm. and experiencing sensations from that point. Mm -hmm. And, yes, you want to be in the moment. You want to feel what you feel. Whatever's there. Whatever's there. Right. However small, big, wide, mm -hmm. heat cold, whatever pressure, pressure mm -hmm. anything, whatever sensations you feel, it's all good. Mm -hmm. And one stroke at a time. And not to judge the sensations. Yeah. and Right. right. And Just to experience them. Experience them, right. And one stroke at a time, you build an orgasm. Mm. And that's deliberate orgasm. And so you applied this to the symptoms of menopause like hot flashes. Did you apply it to any other symptoms of menopause? I did. And even that word symptom, I took mm, that I out. I know. That's a pathology, isn't right. it? Right. I took yeah. that out of my Good vocabulary. Yeah. Right. Because Thank you. Right, symptoms connotate right. something wrong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And nothing's wrong. It's a natural change in hormones. So mood swings was another thing that I applied it to because... You know, I did find that there were times which I could only imagine my hormones are shifting in dramatic swings, and this causes different kinds of emotions. And I thought, you know what? It's not really etched in stone either that a mood swing has to take me into depression for a long time. I could feel 
the feelings of down. I could feel those feelings of heaviness mm. and th- call it good. You know, because one of the things that happens is, and it happened to me, is um, I would call it depressed. Like, oh, my God, I feel so depressed. Mm. And then I started looking around as to why I was depressed, which, you know, you can always make you into a negative spiral. Like, I hate this and this sucks. (laughs) And, oh, my life is a big pile of poop. (laughs) And it's not. (laughs) It's just your perception of it in the moment, right? Right. And then the worry, like, oh, my God, is this the... Does this is this going to last a long time? You know, right. if I am I going to be like this for the rest of my, my life, life? Right. Yeah. And how long does menopause totally. last? Mm-hmm. And all these different things. For ten know, years or something. Right. Right. Yeah. And and so I applied it to that too. And I thought, you know, in life there is always ups, ups and downs. And in an orgasm and deliberate orgasm, you deliberately create ups and downs. Mm. And it's the ride that's fun. And if you stay in agreement, if you call it good every step of the way and you notice the up you notice the down you notice the turn between up and down you notice the turn between down and up mm-hmm. you know there's all these different experiences to have mm. and then you don't stay in one place right and that was the other thing is noticing the changes right acknowledging the changes mm. and then also i have the tool of putting my attention on something else because when you think you're depressed, you know, you just think about yourself. Yeah, right. And then all your attention's on yourself. And mm-hmm. then, you know, that just uh, mm-hmm. can bring you down even more. And so I can use the tool of, you know, hey, let me put my attention on something else. Right. <laughs> you know, and right. that oftentimes, I mean, right away can change right. um, the direction of things. Because then you could, like, work on something that makes you feel positive or do something productive or Go outside right. and take a walk in this gorgeous ranch. Yes. And, yeah. I, and I always have the option, and I, I feel, um, you know, it's such a good tool is to have a deliberate orgasm. And you can have, and I've done this before when I don't, and I feel that down. And let's say I do want to have a little, you know, I want a lift in how I feel. Mm. I can always have a three-minute orgasm it's like a natural drug kind of thing yeah <laughs> yeah and I can if I if if I don't have a partner around at the time right. I can also stroke my own clitoris and mm-hmm. feel the good feelings from there a little bit of self-love never yeah. killed anybody <laughs> yeah yeah and so that you know all of those those tools come into play and I can create that you know those good feelings mm-hmm. and I don't have to be stuck in the in the part about menopause that we worry so much about, right. that we think are symptoms, you know, right. none of that. I, I really don't have to. And, and it leaves my mind clear to actually feel what is my body feeling? What is going on? That's right. Right. Can you say more about what it is to be in agreement with a particular situation? Well, what I was talking about really is when I was talking about the mood swings, right, especially. Like you're being in agreement with mood swings. Right. Well, that is about not trying to deny it or fight it, number one, and ad- admitting it. You know, I did have those kind of depressing thoughts. Mm-hmm. Well, I can call them what they are. They're depressing thoughts. But it doesn't mean I have to stay depressed or look for reasons why I'm depressed. I can just say, oh, yes, I'm depressed. Okay, that's good. There's up and down. If I can find one thing that's good in a situation, life is experience, it's up and down, I want to feel a range of experiences, this is part of down. Then from there I can move and make a choice to do whatever's next, to feel whatever's next, to notice whatever's next. And that's being in agreement, right. not being, not fighting it, not, not actually trying to fix anything because nothing's wrong. Right. But just being in the moment with it and then moving on to the next choice. Yeah, it's interesting how we take something like premenstrual syndrome or childbirth or even PMS and say, oh, I have a problem, something's wrong, and then really start to medicalize it and freak out about it. And also the anticipation and the fear can really create almost more problems than the thing itself because your muscles tense up and you start to feel like a sick person and the anxiety doesn't help your health, you know. That's right, yeah. And it's great because I turned 50 this year, and, you know, 50 has a lot of connotations coming with it, too. 
um, in our society. And I thought, yeah, yeah I, I just the <laughs> birthday parties with the black balloons. You're like, thanks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and I thought, you know what? I have been aging every day of my life right. since birth. Mm-hmm. And so if I, you know, and again, that's another part of staying in agreement. It's like I've aged every day of my life and I've obviously crossed some made up line uh, for women is 50. I don't, you know. And uh, but what's it's different? It's truly made up, and it moves all the time. Some people <laughs> put the line at thirty. Some people put forty. Some people say seventy. Some people say eighty-two. You know what I mean? It's just so arbitrary. Yeah, you know? yeah. I'm going to keep inching my line up, and actually, I'm kind of excited about aging. I mean, especially, and I don't know if you can verify this, but I heard this from some of the other researchers here at the Welcome Consensus that age has nothing to do with their sex drive, with their interest in sex, and their experience of sensuality that in fact their sex lives are better than they were ever before that's right and I have experienced that that is the that is what's happening with me and it is because um, you know it's different Uh, your sex life changes from you know the moment like puberty and all the way up it's always changing and with deliberate orgasm especially I can you know I create and acknowledge the sensations that I'm having, and then I can have more. And it is so fun. It is so fun to find new new sensations, new ways that my uh, genitals feel, new things that I'm interested in, and new ways of experiencing my body and turn on. And, you know, there's just a lot of new things all the time. It right. never, it never, you know, I've been um, researching deliberate orgasm um, I think it's now 15 or 16 years. I can't remember cool. actually what when, <laughs> when it started exactly. But anyway, that that long and, and it does keep getting better. And it, it's not um, it's so funny because I uh, way back, you know, I was somebody who people would say is, is kind of a Pollyanna kind of a person. You oh, know? yeah, you know, me too. Not always smiling yeah. and stuff like that. And clearly not serious. <laughs> yeah. And good. Yeah. Pure. Right. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's just... It's just so fun to feel that deep gratification, you know, that gratification in my body that I know I can get what I want. And I know there's new things that I'll want continuously as I age, as I experience my life. New things I'll be interested in sensually, sexually. And I know that I can have them with with, um, the basis of deliberate orgasm and pleasurable living. And that's that's really what makes it fun. It's not the mystery it's not the, um, you know, hustle bustle of having, you know, like in puberty, you have lots of racing hustle bustle kind of, mm. you know, hormone, yeah. you know, is, is raging in your body. You don't totally. have that, you know, in menopause, you do not have raging hormones in your body like you used to. But, well, that's been changing your whole life. You just hadn't probably noticed it as dramatically as you do during menopause. It's not because of those hormones that you have great sex. It's the choices that you make to call things good, to notice, to feel, to communicate. It's all of those things that deliberate orgasm encompasses that does have you have a sustainably good sex life Mm -hmm. and one that keeps getting better. So deliberate orgasm, some people refer to it as training, I've heard. And it sounds like you're not only training your body, you're training your mind to notice things. And it seems also, because as we stimulate different parts of our body with different kinds of intention, we actually build nervous tissue in that area. So this is an idea that I picked up actually with G-spot stimulation, but it seems like it would work perfectly for clitoral stimulation as well, as the clitoris is the biggest nerve, pleasure nerve in your body. Mm. I guess your spinal cord is a little bit bigger, but your clitoris goes all the way around. There's the legs of the clitoris. It goes back all the way to your spine. It's huge. Anyway, so as you're training yourself, you're not only training your mind to notice the sensations, but you're building nervous tissue in your genitals, and you're also like building a relationship with the person with whom you do because that person is is learning your unique places that you like and the things that you like and you're responding to them so it's the whole process is that of learning yes it is and you know when your brain and your body are turned on because you're learning new things or you're feeling new things i mean it it turns your whole body on and your being on and 
you can get off on that, and that's fun. And that never stops, and it doesn't have anything to do with age. Right. You know, it really just has to do with what you put your attention on and what you want. Yeah, I really imagine that continuing to stimulate parts of your body, like not giving up on your sex life. And it's so funny because I think a lot of the times that we think of like, oh, sex after 50, sex after 60, whatever, you know, we think, oh, no, impotence. We think lack of lubrication. Oh, no, I can't have sex anymore. But the practice of deliberate orgasm doesn't really have anything to do with whether or not you can lubricate naturally. There's plenty of lube in the world. You can just smear it on there. And a guy does not have to get an orgasm at all. That's right. And the other thing about with deliberate orgasm and the whole thing about lack of lubrication and things like that, you really can wrap your mind around sex in a totally different way. When you have deliberate orgasm in your life, it's in addition to all the other things that you know about sex, all the other things that you do and you like. But deliberate orgasm gives you a different foundation to start exploring what is female orgasm? What is an expansive, continuous orgasm? What is full body orgasm? How much can I feel what another person feels? How much can I feel in that tiniest spot on my clitoris? You know, there's so much just packed into that one kind of sensual act that then when you, you discover and you research that through doing, through deliberate orgasm, then you can take those things and apply it to another kind of sex act that you, mm. maybe you have done like intercourse throughout your sex life and now intercourse can become a new discovery because of what you learned from deliberate orgasm. Mm. And you can apply those same things to intercourse. Right. Yeah. And, and if you have the practice of keeping all the juices flowing and all the engorgement and the practice of allowing the blood vessels to open and fill with blood and all of that stuff, I bet it keeps everything down there feeling good so that it's not such a big deal when you finally do decide to have intercourse. That's right. And if the goal is for the pleasure of it, mm, mm -hmm. it changes. Not just <laughs> it changes, it in there. <laughs> yeah, it changes your sex life. I mean, you know, it's right. the whole thing You're about. Like, Do I enjoy this? Yes. How about yeah. this? Yes. Oh, what does that feel like? Ooh. <laughs> right. And it's centered around sensuality. You right. know, it's not, not about procreation. It's right. about, you know, sensuality, your senses, right. your body feeling alive, feeling whatever it mm -hmm. feels while you're having these pleasurable sensations. Right. And you're not so anxious for the climax. It's not about the climax. You're just like, what do I feel right now? And that way you don't have to, because I think sometimes we get so hung up on the orgasm that we kind of forget to enjoy the sex. Right. And then see sex after menopause, it can become better and better. It does not have to depend on your hormones. It doesn't have to depend on lubrication. It doesn't have to depend on intercourse necessarily. It doesn't have mm -hmm. to depend on things that in our society we kind of box sex into. Yeah. And then we say, oh, well, if you have wrinkles, if you're 50, you know, boy, that kind of sex life is over. You don't have to rely on the erotic part. What you rely on are the things that you feel. and Just the sensations. Right. And right. you can build on those good sensations and applying positive, approving, fun types of things into your sex life for the, the rest of your life. And so menopause really doesn't have to be an interruption or a deterrent to anything, right. you know, like people normally think of it as. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. So you can find Yvonne Ray. She writes about menopause in addition to being one of the sensual researchers here at the Welcome Consensus at menopause-flashes.com. What are some of the things that you write about? It's a journey, my journey. So I talked about what it was like just to feel in the very, very beginning that I was going into menopause. I write about what I discovered, and it's still unfolding because I'm in the middle of it. You know, I learned a lot just in the past, like, three years um, when I first started noticing the signs. And so it was so fun because it's a fresh research project for myself that mm -hmm. I created out of, you know, the experience of menopause. So I started having some signs and I started writing about that. I wrote about what I thought in the very beginning 
the changes I made, the choices I made, the tools that I use, you know, the pleasurable viewpoints and the way that I made the choices. It's, you know, it's easy to say, oh, just call it good. But I, I really well, write about... Just change your mind about how uncomfortable you feel. <laughs> I do. Do I you re- live in a warm climate? Good. <laughs> exactly. Because it. it gets up to like 104 here in the summer, right? <laughs> it does. It does, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I go through, you know, just like what really happens, you know, right. when I was first was going through it. And I'm writing now, you know, about what I'm experiencing now and... I had, I have, not I had, but I still have so many preconceived notions. I thought that once I started experiencing the signs of menopause, it'd be pretty quick, you know, like maybe a year or two. Mm. And then, you know, slowly I'd lose having my period. I'd have some of these signs and then it would be over, you know, Mm. and and then I heard the horror stories and things like that. Mm. And so then all those. And then the fear. Yeah. So there's all those different aspects, you know, keep coming around as Mm. I as I experience new things about menopause and weight gain and uh, things people say to you when you turn 50 and things like that they're charming (laughs) (laughs) and it's just you know my own prejudices about it my own ageism my own I never came up against it because I never had turned 50 before you know and so I write about those things you know and how as a central researcher how I make those choices to have a pleasure-oriented life, have a pleasurable life, and have a fun sex life and have fun gratifying relationships, you right. know? And so I go through what every woman, I'm sure, you know, must go through. Right. You know, I'm just like everyone else out there, you know, mm-hmm. really, I, I have all the same kind of cultural conditioning. And so I write about that. And mm-hmm. I write about coming from a researcher, essential researcher, what I've done to have more fun during menopause. And you also have a commitment, a daily commitment to experiencing pleasure. That's right. You make time for it. Every day. I I like getting done every day. Mm -hmm. But that's having a deliberate orgasm getting done. Yeah. Uh I I just more than like it. I love it. (laughs) I love it. It's It's so fun. I mean, there's just nothing. Before I learned about deliberate orgasm so many years ago, I mean, I just had never heard of anything like that before that you could lay down and without any preconceived goal or idea of what an orgasm should be, I could have an orgasm, you know, with another person Mm -hmm. or with myself and Mm -hmm. feel so much pleasure every single day, Mm -hmm. every day, not because I had to get rid of energy or take care of a problem or you know anything like tension tension yeah Mm -hmm. it it was because every day I could experience pleasure and have some fun it was a totally different way of looking at it and it's something that every day I just I love it and I've made it a priority it's not easy for women to do that it's not easy I'm a woman it's not it's hard to make time for masturbation yeah it's not always yeah it's not always pleasuring of any kind, even. Yes. Doing and it, stuff you like. I know. Doing things things you love. It's, yeah. it's just not easy as a woman being... But it really know, helps. It sure does. Well, it just makes your life more fun, and that's that's what I like. Right. I like that. You right. know, we can use more happy, fun women. That kind of shiny... Right. Women who are having fun in their lives. Yeah. Enjoying life. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, Yvonne Ray, thank you so much for coming on Sexploration with Monica. Oh, it was fun. Thank you. Had a good time. I'm sitting now with Daisy Meyer. She's another sensual researcher at the Welcomed Consensus, and she produced a video, Better Female Masturbation and a Better Sex Life, about knowing your body. So you were kind of the, I'm going to say star, but you're also the presenter. You know, you give information and techniques. What are some of the things that you were hoping that people would take away from the better female masturbation portion? Well, one of the things I really wanted people, the viewers, to see and feel in that video was about slowing down and taking pleasure in all aspects of getting to know your body. Mm. And whether that be taking some time during the day to masturbate or whether that be taking pleasure in touching your skin, slowing down and feeling your fingertips, slowing down and feeling the touch of hand against your pubic hair, whatever that is, taking Mm -hmm. pleasure. One thing that I really learned and was astonished by was in the OIC, which is the observed intense coming, intense, what is that, was it, OIC? 
observation of intense coming. Right. Okay. Like, oh, I see. So you watch this woman having a deliberate orgasm. And one of the amazing things that we start out with was we looked at our hand and just observed it. And in the act of observing your hand with a particular sensual gaze, you actually, many people reported experiencing engorgement of their hand, more tingling, more sensation. I definitely noticed that my hand got a little bit pinker and I didn't even know what I was doing. And so I imagine you actually make a point of you look at yourself in the full length mirror, you look at yourself with the hand mirror in the full length mirror, you look at yourself from every angle, you look at your genitals with a non-critical eye, you love yourself, you look at yourself from all different angles, and that actually has a physiological effect. Right, right. It's not just hot. <laughs> <laughs> right, it, and it is pleasurable to slow down and look at yourself, and through looking and taking your gaze, it's a tangible thing to have your attention be focused on something, whether it be your body or somebody else's, whether it be a flower. But if you can use your intention like that and your attention to notice something, then you really can find things that you like and that pleasure you and turn you on. And I was noticing that even the things that the dominant culture, that the, you know, that movies and magazines say aren't attractive, you know, I never see a woman with a little side chub like I have, but I was loving my side chub. I was like, look at that sexy side chub. It looks all like, I don't know, it was like punctuation for my waist or something. And it was really sexy. I really enjoyed it. And what I love about is seeing something new in what was always there, you know, like seeing it from a different angle, re-experiencing it, not using the same old belief that you had about your body, and that way you can really experience something different. Right, and that's a great point because each time that you have a sensual experience, be it with yourself or with a partner, it is new. And, you know, if you can take that freshness and that newness and that being in present time, right? then you really can have, you know, a unique and profound experience with the same person over and over again. Right, right. <laughs> or with yourself. Or yourself. Yes. Right, yes. You can do it again and again because it isn't the same thing. It right. is something unique and different right. each time. So Totally. As we're thinking about relationships and long-term relationships, I think sometimes one of the things that we get stuck on is we think, oh, well, my partner should just know what I want. And I even hear women saying, I shouldn't have to tell him. So that's something really different than what you guys teach here. There's a lot of assumptions like he should know how to pleasure me. If he really loves me. Right. Or he should be able to figure it out. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, I should know how to psychically communicate it to him just with my brain waves and my small sounds. (laughs) 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 Right. But there's so much. Or I'll wiggle to the left a little bit. (laughs) Good luck with that, honey. (laughs) Right. And there's some, if you can have that kind of intimacy with someone that you can say, hey, you know, that's one of the things that I did focus on in the video is that through the process of masturbating on a regular basis and taking that time for myself, I really did have the experience of getting to know the things that I do like and the things that pleasured me. And it changed all the time. And I think that's one of the things that men might have questions about is like, okay, you know, sometimes she likes it really hard. Sometimes she likes it really soft. What's the you know, how, how can how I, I know? know? How, right. Yeah. And so, you know, through getting to know my own body, I felt right. like, oh, I can tell him, God, I'm really close to my period and that pressure feels so good. Would you squeeze my thighs? You right. know, I, I, then I know. Because you and, can take more intensity at that time. Right. And the pressure feels so good and mm-hmm. I feel all that energy in my body. And, and then it's always different. So mm-hmm. through getting to know my own body, then it came to, you know, when we had deliberate orgasm, we were having due dates that I had more tools, more ideas, more thoughts about the things that I did want that I could tell him. And I could say, hey, I, I really want more pressure or I really want really slow stroke. Or. Mm-hmm. How do you give sexual feedback without hurting his feelings? I guess I wouldn't think of it as feedback. I think the most important thing is being in present time because 
one of the things you can't just be like you're doing it wrong (laughs) hey stop it (laughs) there's always something that to find that is good I mean you're here here you are with this other person Mm -hmm. and you're having this sensual experience there's going to be some there's something good there's something you're touching me yeah I like it that you want to make me happy (laughs) right right (laughs) this is good we're we're going so you know something that the welcome consensus emphasizes is like you build on one thing that is good and you say Say what you do like. And then from there, there are tools that you can use to have it go more the direction that you want versus focusing on something that, oh, this, you know, I don't like this. But what, what is that thing you do like? So do you say something like it would be even better if you moved a little bit to the left or how do you phrase it? Like, I love that stroke you're doing. I love the pressure of it. It feels so good. Mm-hmm. Would you move to the left? Right. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that feels so good. I love right. it over there. Right, and so that. then you reward afterwards. You say, oh, that really is working even well, if further he's, left. He's and, going the direction yes, I, I like want, it. and yes. Right. Yes. Right. As you're thinking about relationships, kind of the welcome consensus has this idea, rather than making someone into a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a husband or a wife, that rather kind of the base relationship is friendship and that you should be friends. I think it's so important because when it really comes down to it, what are all these labels? You know, we well, have they come these... with expectations right. and you should treat me like this and I should treat you like this. And my idea of being a wife is I do the dishes. Right. There's lots of definitions and yeah, rules and that go along. And we have different definitions, each of us. That's right. A lot of what I've learned in regards to friendship from the welcome consensus is that it's all inclusive. You really can have the kind of relationship that you want under that umbrella of being friends. Intimacy. Right. You can you can have the conversation. You can have the sex. You can have the walks. The you romance. Can, you, can, you can have it all. You really can. You can have your hair brushed or you can have whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you have this idea, this tool called the training cycle. I really like it because it's a way to communicate with your partner in only a positive way. Yeah, it's a winning, and Susan says it's like the waltz. Mm. So it's one, two, three. One, two, three, one, two, three. That's right, I That's remember. Right. It's, th- it's a three-step right. process, and you do all three steps every time, and it works every time. What it is is step one is you find your partner right. Step two is you give them a problem that they can solve. And step three is you tell them how they succeeded. Mm. Finding your partner right, it means not only not making them wrong, but also just saying, I think she, what was the example she used, the waiter? She was noticing that in the restaurant, it was this busy restaurant, and she was served this filet mignon, Mm -hmm. and she really wanted some black pepper with it. But the restaurant was very busy. Her waiter had been excellent all night, and she told him, you know, your service has been impeccable tonight. I noticed the restaurant is really busy, and you've been so timely. This filet mignon looks beautiful. I would love to have some black pepper with it, would you bring the pepper mill over? Right, and that's a task that you know he can succeed at. That's right, and off he dashed to get the (laughs) pepper. I can do this. (laughs) Yes, and that's the thing. Men love winning. Everyone loves winning, and when people are winning and they're being approved of and they know that they can succeed, they want to do that thing for you. Mm -hmm. And he comes back with the pepper, Crank, crank, crank. Right, right there on the filet mignon. It's perfect. <laughs> and she says, thank you so much. I just so thoroughly enjoy having this fresh ground pepper on my filet mignon. Thank you. Mm. Yeah, I love that idea because, you know, I know that my partner really wants to do things that I love. And he wants a happy girlfriend. And, That's right. you know, he just loves helping me. And sometimes I think that we can get so caught up in how they could do it better, especially if we're experiencing something not fun in our lives, you know, we can really start to weigh heavy on the details, what's not going right, and focusing on that. And that doesn't make anybody feel good. Right. It's a great tool in communication, whether you're in the bedroom or out, but it's certainly just a great tool when you are having a deliberate orgasm and you're having a date to acknowledge those things that do feel good. And you're you're saying, thank you and Mm -hmm. you're pleasuring me and I love we're having this experience together and then you can ask for that next thing that you want and it's easy because you are enjoying and he can feel that you are approving and he can feel that and he wants of course he's there with you he wants to pleasure you if I have the willingness to communicate that thing that he wants and he's winning then what reason would he have not to he wants to do that so 
There's also this idea about a nice thing to do is to communicate the truth without anger. Yeah, often what happens is people start building up. It's you know, pent up. Yeah, the people start like, building You're doing up it something. Wrong and I can't tell you, and I'm embarrassed, blah, blah, blah. Right, and then I mean. Suddenly, ah! How dare you pinch my nipple that hard? <laughs> right. And, I thought you liked it. <laughs> yeah, right. So, you know, it's like instead of waiting until something gets to that point where you are so irritated or right. you're pissed off, you know, and then you finally, rah, you yeah. know, you could just. Say, hey, you know, it, it really is friendly to say, to tell the truth, even if it's something that you think, oh, you know, this might hurt his feelings or he might not like this, mm-hmm. that I'm saying it. I think he'd rather take the ego blow or whatever it might mm-hmm. be that, oh, ooh, she wanted it better. I think he would rather know mm-hmm. than if, if I could tell him the truth without anger, then he could actually hear it and say, oh, great, I could do this thing and I could right. do it better then he's winning all the time. You know, if you're telling the truth, you're not pissed off, he's winning the whole time. Right. It's just that, you know, things are good and they could actually be better. Right. Isn't that great? And we're on that road too. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) So people can find your video, Better Female Masturbation and a Better Sex Life, on the Welcomed website, www.welcomedwithad.com. So it's W-E-L-C-O-M-E-D.com. And people can reach Daisy at daisy at welcomed.com. Daisy, thank you so much for coming on Sexploration with Monica. Thank you so much, Monica. I really enjoyed it. People like pleasure. It's true. Yeah, people like pleasure. And it's like from where I was getting it, I wasn't getting anybody who told me that this is how you do it. So I found some people in the welcome consensus that they were willing to say this is how you do it. This is the road to learn how to get your girlfriend, your wife, your lover off better than she can get herself off. And that's changed. This is Cedric. He's one of the sensual researchers here at the Welcome Consensus, and he's been doing this for 14 years. You are a doer. Yes, I am. So that means someone who focuses his or her attention on another person's clitoris. That's right. You know, you put your attention on that a woman mm-hmm. and... Um, start stroking her clitoris and do those things that feel good. And it's almost like a meditation. I mean, not only is it about pleasure, but it really takes a lot of awareness and focus. Yeah, you have to put your attention on that person. Like, that's what it is. It's both of those people who are having a due date Mm -hmm. putting their attention on one person's body. What do you feel in your finger? There's a wide range of sensations that you can feel from pressure to heat to slickness and... I feel her however she is in that moment and I've had a lot of due dates in 14 years. There's a wide range of sensations and in intensity and type of sensation and it's changed over the years. Yeah, I remember from the OIC that when I put my hand between RJ and Francoise and they weren't even touching and they hadn't even started yet that I could feel like tingles. And it felt really interesting. Like I could actually feel as I slid my hand down from their head, down through their torso, that I could feel like different things between them. Yeah, it's fun, isn't it? You can feel that. Crazy. You can actually feel it. Yeah, you can feel that heat between them. Then when they were actually doing, I don't remember if you did the thing where you put the hand on Francois' thigh and she put maybe her hand on your back. I don't know if you did that, but I did that. And I was surprised at the intensity of feeling that I would feel from her in the experience just with having my hand on her. Yeah, you know, you got a woman on that table in an OIC that's willing to feel that much sensation and approve of it and feel those strokes that he's doing on her clitoris and to be that close to that level of orgasm and that intensity of orgasm. It's quite something. You can feel it in your whole body. So if someone wanted to, you know, some guy was starting to think about, like, how can I give more pleasure to my woman? How can I start this? What are some of the first steps that you'd recommend? Well, if you want to learn how to do, I'd come to the Welcome Consensus. They know how to train people on how to do. And, you know, if you're thinking about this type of sensuality and getting somebody off this way, that woman as a guy, the woman who you're with, who you have your attention on, She's thinking about it. so She's like, mm, I like better. <laughs> you got to know if you're sitting on that computer one night looking around at how to get your old lady off better. She's thinking about it. 
<laughs> right. So it's on everyone's mind. Um, what are some of the benefits of learning how to do this? You get to be with another person. You, you can build a friendship with a woman. And um, I mean, that's what I've done over the years is I know this woman wants orgasm and to build a friendship out of that of creating an orgasm one stroke at a time and every stroke I do on her clit it, it adds to that orgasm in her body. What have you learned about your own orgasm while you've been learning about a female orgasm? Well you know I really had to look at feeling this level of intensity of a sensation in another person's body like what one person can feel another person can feel and feeling that I wanted to feel that in my body and it was more sensation than I thought was possible like to be able to to feel orgasm in a woman's body like that and then and know it's possible and go in that direction of laying down there getting done as a man doing women all these years I do a lot more than I get done yeah. if you looked at all the time <laughs> over the course of 14 years sure. but what did they have to do to feel all those strokes you know yeah. I really had to look at like what their willingness was to mm. have their orgasm expand and feel each stroke. I mean, each one of those strokes is a, a central sexual act. Right. And to go for each one and feel each one, like that's, that's really the meat of where it's expanded. And it also, I imagine, takes a lot of mental focus that you have to practice. Well, it takes. Although it is sex, so it is nice. I mean, luckily you have a lot of good things to focus on, yeah, but still. You, you just have to keep practicing and practicing <laughs> and practicing. Every day, yeah. a little bit of orgasmic sensation. But you know, it comes down to your intention. What's your intention here? I mean, you say you want to get off better, but are you willing to, to have the intention to get off better and feel each one of those strokes and then communicate your pleasure to your partner? Here's this person, they have all their attention on your body and your willingness to tell them that they're winning. They're doing something that feels so good to you. They know it feels good to them, but to communicate with them and, and have them win, that's friendship between a man and a woman. Yeah, I imagine that it's an interesting journey, like as you're beginning to start to really focus in, both as a doer and a doee, like as you're feeling more in your fingertip, as you're feeling more in your body, it's quite a transition from beginning to end. What are some of the things that you've experienced over the last 14 years? You know, I was thinking about this the other day and, you know, like my first due date. If I look back on it, it's like, man, I had so much of my attention on myself. Oh, yeah? You know, getting into you're the You're feeling right, awkward. Feeling awkward. Wondering if you're you know. doing it right. I mean, how many times did I really gotten down there and looked at a woman's pussy? I mean, at that point, I probably could count them on my hand. Like really looking at looking it. Looking at it and then telling her what I see and right. what I'm feeling and just getting into the right position to be able to put my index finger on her clitoris, that takes a lot. I mean, yeah. how many guys have, have done that? Like, Yeah. Well, looked, some, some of them don't even know where the clitoris is. Yeah. Looked, <laughs> looked and put your index finger right on that most sensational place. Right. With a nice amount of lube. P.S. Yes. <laughs> with the intention of creating pleasurable sensation. Right. So the expanse of from that place to you know, knowing where her spot is, knowing where the most sensational place on her body is, knowing how to get her off. And knowing all that, you're in present time now. And this woman that you learned about over all this time, right now, you're learning right now about her and she's changing all along the way. And she wants different things. And, you know, you could say I had a thousand due dates with this woman and she might want something new. She's changing right now and to keep doing those next things to get her off better. How do you know when she's changing and how do you know which direction she's going? You know what I mean? Like, that seems really scary. Well, you just got to know that she's changing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just put your attention on her and, you know, it really comes down to doing those things that feel good. And I know that you guys have a, a lot of communication, like you really ask. And how do you make it winning when you're at this? You remember the part in the common sensuality class where you're asking the questions and then making them winning, winning questions? Well, you just you have to ask them so that they're right. going to be winning. You know, if you ask a yes or. Oh, does this feel good? Don't say, does this feel good? Yeah, I, I would. <laughs> does this feel good? No. Uh, that's not a winning question. Right, exactly. Yeah. But um, if you ask a yes or no question, would you like more pressure? She says yes or no. I mean, that's information, and you can use that to get her off better. Mm -hmm. And if you have that question, you know, 
maybe you're thinking, oh, you know, I really think she wants more pressure right now. And it's your first due date. You have that tool to ask. And if she says no, then you go, oh. It's perfect just the way it is. Yeah. Or maybe she wants lighter pressure and you can ask, do you want lighter pressure? And you can keep asking that until she says no. And then you know you got the pressure. Then there's placement. (laughs) Right or left or up or down and speed, length. Like there's a lot that goes on. And I'm stroking a woman's clitoris, but there's a lot of tiny little variables. I mean, that's the most sensational place on her body that there's tiny little increments of pressure or placement on her clitoris that the sensation is completely different. So you're talking about a space of, hmm, I don't know, how big is the average glands of the clitoris? It's maybe like a couple millimeters by a couple millimeters, and then it extends back into the pelvic floor? Yeah. Not too know, big. You, well, I've seen a wide variety of sizes. Indeed. and But yeah, I mean, to a human body, it's a relatively small place, but over the years learning how to do that small, small place in my mind when I'm doing, and I have all my attention on that woman's body, it's the size of a soccer ball. And it gets down <laughs> to the stitching. Really? Yes, of an octagon, a stitch on an octagon on a soccer ball. With the tip of your finger? With the tip of your finger. So you know that you're in which particular stitch of the octagon on the soccer ball, where your finger is, where you're moving. Yeah, tiny, tiny place, more sensation than you could imagine. And so you actually feel that in your fingertip? You do, and you can feel the orgasm in the woman's body. You're in that place. It's the most sensational place. She has all of her attention there. At some point, her mind's living there on that place. You're both there and you're producing that amount of sensation. Interesting. And it seems so exponential and infinite because it's the amount of sensation that she can experience with her awareness. And as we keep learning and growing... It expands. Cool. Cedric, thank you so much for coming on Sexploration with Monica. Is there anything else that you want to share or talk about? You know, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. You can reach Cedric at cedric at welcomed.com. Thank you, Cedric. Thank you. This is Francoise de Vresse, and she's one of the founding members of the Welcome Consensus. She's been getting done with deliberate orgasm every day for 18 years. How has that changed your life? Well, it gives you a different perspective on your everyday life because everything that I choose... I decide in the morning, is it going to be part of having a pleasurable day? And all the tasks that I do and all the things that I choose to do, I look at them with enjoyment and it creates a a flow, not only in my body, but in my mind and in my daily activities. So you guys have this idea about only doing things that you want to do. Is that kind of part of it? Yes, absolutely. It's having orgasm. You start your day with a body that's relaxed and feeling good. Mm. And it's easy to decide what you want to do from there. Well, I imagine, though, that for the average person who's working and raising kids, it seems like it must be hard to find time for pleasure. We actually have, with deliberate orgasm, a technique where you can, with the practice, you can have a three-minute orgasm every day. So it really only takes three minutes if you decide you're going to get up five minutes early and your partner and you are going to set up the space to have a three-minute orgasm. It's going to change your outlook and the enjoyment that you are going to have throughout your day. Well, what if you don't have like a romantic partner? Well, you could use the same technique with self-pleasuring and masturbation, and that also will change the way that you look at your daily activities in Mm -hmm. your day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like a little self-loving. That's right. (laughs) There's something that you guys teach about the feeling, the good feeling uh, with a partner. Like you don't have to be romantically involved. That's right. In order to have an orgasm every day and using the deliberate orgasm practice, you don't have to wait to have a particular like sexual desire. You only need to have good feelings, and then it's easy. You just are two people that enjoy each other, and you have good feelings, and you can lay down, and, and you can produce an orgasm in your body for three minutes, and that's the only thing that it requires. And from there, other things can happen later, but that's the only thing that it requires is good feelings. 
right? Like it's just a friendly thing to do. It's not like a a romantic thing. It's not like a thing that you only do with your husband or your boyfriend. Right. And so when people get to know each other and, for example, if they're dating, they could introduce deliberate orgasm practice into their getting to know each other. And anybody can do it. And it's the beauty of deliberate orgasm. It's so easy to learn. And from there, it's a win-win situation for both, for the men and the women to be able to have that pleasure. And the women experience orgasm every time. And that's really the beauty of it. Because you don't put the value judgment of orgasm as climax, and you even have a position called getting to know you. <laughs> That's correct. There is such a position, and it's, like I said, it's so easy to use, and it's so fun that you know that going into an experience like that, that both people are, are going to have the tools to come out feeling good, liking each other, and being able to talk about it and to um, get to know each other better. One of the things about doing that I really appreciate, it's it's a way of sharing pleasure without committing to the full enchilada of a penis-vagina intercourse. Mostly, the man can stay completely clothed. The woman can stay partially clothed. And it just seems like it's a really low-risk activity in terms of all kinds of things. Oh, yes. If you're talking about safe sex, that absolutely. Safe sex, intimacy, you know, you don't have someone laying on top of you, you know, you don't have to, you know, worry about pregnancy. And it's just like, it's just sensation. You don't, you know, it's not really like full sex. Even if someone does it horribly wrong, it's not even going to hurt you. Well, the beauty of deliberate orgasm is that the woman will have an orgasm every time. And from there, building on having an orgasm every time and possibly every day, it will change uh, the way that she feels, the way that she thinks. And the man, her man that was producing it, is going to have a welcomed, happy woman that he gets to see and produce that for her. Mm -hmm. So it's only just a a win-win situation uh, all the way around. So instead of thinking about, like, does he, he has to bring me all the way to climax, he has to do this for 15, 20, 30 minutes, he can just do it for three minutes. And if it's pleasurable, then you're winning. That's right. And it's so fun to have it and just feel that every day or just whenever this is happening. The clitoris of a woman, uh, her spot on her clitoris, which most people don't necessarily know that the upper left quadrant of her clitoris is the most sensitive spot on her clitoris. There is so many fun, sensual adventures to be had and so many rides to be taken on. It's just really quite a discovery of herself and of, of her sensuality together. That sounds really fun. So Francoise was part of the demonstration today with the OIC. We saw it. It was amazing. And we could even like feel it in our bodies all the way watching in Santa Cruz and San Francisco. It was really interesting to see the exchange between you and RJ. What the observation of intense coming is, it's taking a three-minute orgasm, and over time, we've expanded it into a one-hour orgasm. And so that orgasm is built one stroke at a time. And what we want to do with that is to show, and it's a live demonstration, so people can come and actually see this demonstration. The man stays fully closed while the woman has her genitals exposed, and he's doing her, producing an orgasm in her body for one hour. And you get to see actually what is possible possible when you take deliberate orgasm and you start building and building that orgasm one stroke at a time, you can experience that pleasure in your body for up to an hour. And having it reach in places in your body that you probably never even thought that it was possible to have that kind of engorgement, that kind of fun and pleasure, that's what we want to do is show that it's possible because what one person can do, another person can do. Right. Well, we even have neurons in our minds, mirror neurons, that actually are set up so that you can experience some of the pleasure and the sensations that you're watching other people do. So in a very real way, you know, you're bringing that experience to people who are watching it. That's right. Most people are not, not always aware that uh, what one person can feel, another person can feel. And when you're actually watching it, you can experience that orgasm in your own body feel what it feels like and feel the intensity and especially the fun part oftentimes people report during the 
uh, OIC is that they can feel the peak. So they actually know what it feels like to go up and to go down. And they can see the doer producing the up and the down ride and what the woman is experiencing. And so when you get to feel that in your body later on, it, it's easier to uh, reproduce mm-hmm. in your own bedroom and have it too. Yeah. No, it's, it's a wonderfully safe way for us to experience getting done without actually having to commit to being done. Do you know what I mean? If we're not ready to say yes to that experience, we can just watch and really understand it on a very visceral level. That's correct. And from there, usually it's one. I remember the um, the very first time I actually witnessed a one-hour orgasm. It was like I, I knew that this is what I wanted to have and experience and have it in my own body. And so from there, any woman would want to have that. She may not want to have it for an hour, but that's why the three-minute orgasm <laughs> is available every day. Right, right. What is it like to do it for a full hour? The fun part about it is that when you feel that kind of engorgement building within your clitoris and feeling not only the gland, but the shaft and the root and the legs of the clitoris and that engorgement spreading and the sensation spreading throughout your body, it's not only is it the sensation itself is so much fun because you, you it's very rare that you can actually feel the, the, the whole complex of your clitoris like that and yeah. doing will bring it to you. Mm-hmm. That is, you know, manually stimulating a woman's clitoris like this with this technique, you can actually get her whole the whole complex of her clitoris engorged mm. and feel things that you never felt before, which would change if you were to have intercourse, uh, you know, at a later time, that they would change that. It would, the sensation would be so subtle and delightful that uh, it's very rare that you can actually experience it, but delivered with deliberate orgasm, anyone can. Mm-hmm. And this is just repeated stimulation of the glands of the clitoris. Yes, through manual stimulation and uh, using the peaking technique and t- mm. taking a woman up and down to really to build the orgasm and uh, really getting that engorgement and that sensation building and uh, going higher. And so you get to, to feel the sensation spreading and it's just such a wonderful thing. And both people are practicing awareness and presence in the moment. Yes, for deliberate orgasm, both people agree to put their attention on one person's body, which is the best way to experience the optimum amount of sensation. It's really that simple. I was wondering if we could talk a little bit about living in a pleasure-centered community, really deciding not to make your life about work or pain. I mean, I think Americans really have a big problem with pleasure. They really distrust it. It could go maybe all the way back to the Puritans, but even we still say stuff like, well, if it feels that good, it must be bad for you. And really turning that around and saying, you know, if it feels good and I really like it and it's fun, it's good. How has that really changed your experience of being here and doing this kind of research? Well, we approach it from female orgasm and and having orgasm every day. It could be approached from a lot of different angles. But having women fully experience their sensuality and their sexuality through experiencing that kind of orgasm, that easy coming orgasm every day, is really is not only changing them, it, 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 it has the power to change the world. Because when you start choosing to have that in your life, you stop doing all the little things that causes people grief and the little bickering and the fighting and the so forth. And you see really what's important, not only in your relationships, but in the way that you do things. And everything just becomes more simple and more enjoyable, whether it's eating a meal and enjoying the food that you are eating at that moment, or whether it's taking a walk in nature and enjoying the beauty of the leaves that are turning colors, or growing a garden and watching the simple vegetables sprout out of the earth. It's really into the simple enjoyment of things. And that's the path that we have chosen in doing it through female orgasm. Because female orgasm, the way that we see it, it's not a just a sharp peak of sensation that is built and then you go over the top. It's more a continuous ride, a continuous ride of pleasure, and that's what deliberate orgasm build, and that's what the technique is about, and that is reflected in our everyday life. Yeah, I can only imagine the experience of having an orgasm every day for 18 years and just how that changes your relationships and how that changes the daily experience of living, like making time for pleasure. 
Yes, that's right. It's so fine. It's just that every woman can have that. Every woman, every man can have that. This is, it's really it is available. It's just a question of just changing your mind and deciding to have it. Right. And that's the beauty of it. And we were talking with Yvonne earlier about how with studying and training and developing all of the the engorgement and the sensation and all the stuff that you learn by doing and being done is that it actually makes your sex life better over time. Yes, it changes that too because this is the same thing. You know, sex is looked more as a continuum and there is more pleasure and sensation available because it's not going for like a, a sharp peak of pleasure, but more how it's part of the continuum of talking and the friendship and daily just touches and sensuality that lead to sex and friendship is the important part and sex is really comes what comes with it through deliberate orgasm it's easy to do that because a woman is always had hers she's always had orgasm she's already gratified so whenever you go into a sexual experience from there you don't have to like just do something to try to work, work like people would say, work at to get yours. You already mm. have gotten yours. Yeah, you hurry already, and try to come before right, he does. <laughs> right, you're already pleasured. And right. so that changes everything. Then from there, it's easy to have a conversation and then go into a sensual, a sexual experience differently and both truly enjoy it and have your attention you know, on one person for the ma maximum amount of pleasure. So that changes too. Mm. Yeah, it sounds really exciting. Well, Francoise, it's wonderful having you on the show. Thanks so much for coming on Sexploration with Monica. Well, thank you, Monica. You are such a delightful pleasure. <laughs> you can subscribe to Sexploration with Monica on iTunes and have new episodes delivered automatically. Or download free podcasts at sexplorationwithmonica.com. <laughs>